fellow Schwoke Lords, what is up? Welcome to the best episode of Cancel Shweezy that will ever be made. Uh, welcome to the show. If you don't know me already, I am the foreplay king. Uh, some of you know me as your pastor to everything simp related. I am the simp of simps, the king of foreplay, and I'm here to bring you the content that you deserve. Maybe not the content you need right now. Wait a minute, what's that Batman quote? It's like, he's not the hero we want, he's the hero we need right now. It's like, I'm not the simp you want, I'm the simp you need right now. And I'm here to bring you the content that, actually the content that you don't need, don't want, but need right now. And I'm here for that, and I'm here to bring it to you. You're here because you are mentally ill and ready to chill, and that's where I come in, because I can say I'm in the wheel and ready to chill, but welcome to, uh, ooh, that was a spicy one, uh, another episode of Cancel Shweezy. Uh, uh, first of all, let's go into some things. First of all, Ride or Die, bitch. Uh, that's it. Ride or Die, my EP out now over on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, YouTube, Amazon, wherever you get your music from, wherever you stream your music at, go ahead, stream that shit till your brain dies, because it is some of my best work, and I absolutely love everything I've done on it, and I'm excited for you to hear it. It's been out over a month now, and that means that it's past its one-month anniversary, which means um, we need more simps for that, so go check that out. If you're new to the show today and you like this shit, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're still building that platform up from the ground. Uh, Audio listening is good, but if you're still an audio listener, there's no shame. There's no shame in not wanting to be sexually attracted every time you or get a boner or uh, get your down or what's the best word? Vagina is all wet because that can be an inconvenience to your day. And so that's why you probably need to listen to this audio only. And uh, I can't I can't blame you for that. But it'd be really cool if you subscribe on YouTube, like it, dislike it, uh, leave a comment and just do that wherever you're listening or watching your podcast at, which is the the best thing I need to do for you. Like and subscribe is always the coolest thing to do. Do it right now. You're already there. You can just do it right now. Go ahead, like, and subscribe to the podcast. The It's going to be on the Schwedcast theme. Uh, we're eventually changing it. What I want to call it is the Shweezy Podcast Universe. We have this show. It's going to have the Schwedcast, which I'm hopefully going to get some guests on. That one's always hard to, like, could do consistent guests on it because I rely on other people for that show. But this show, it's always going to be weekly. Um, and then hopefully you get another one started. There might be another one coming soon. I got to work out the details into that. So, uh, yeah, go follow us there um, where you get your audio. And, uh, you know what, leave a review, too. If you are cool enough to know how to write and read words and can write words, leave a review. Even if you don't like the show, just leave a review. Uh, That will show me for burping on the show the entire time. Uh, Also, I stream um, Mondays and Thursdays. Thursdays uh still gonna work on a new schedule for that because I don't feel like I need to be streaming two days a week but I still like playing video games and streaming right now I've been playing uh Bioshock Infinite I did like three hours and uh it's a really fun game and uh 
I think after a while, like I really, after like three hours, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I can't figure this shit out. But no, it's a really fun game. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing that gun. You can go ahead and follow me over on Twitch too. Um, there's one thing with Twitch though, that if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can, instead of pressing the follow button, you can press the subscribe button. Typically it's worth around like $5 a month, but if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect the two and you can press the subscribe button, which financially helps this show, the podcasting, the streaming, my music, my music, which some of you may like more than me just blabbering on about, uh, bullshit here uh but no that helps and basically though if you already have an amazon prime account and you've used your amazon prime account and don't necessarily use twitch that much if you don't subscribe to someone you're basically giving jeff bezos five extra dollars a month and we don't want to give jeff bezos any more money than he already has because he's bald because he's evil and he's probably lex Luthor. so don't do that don't let jeff bezos take all your money don't let jeff bezos make an extra five dollars follow me and subscribe to me over on twitch but also if you want to financially support the show even further hit us up on patreon patreon is the number one place where you can support uh everything i do i I believe it's anything in regards to the podcast universe it's anything in regards to I need to connect it and make sure it's to music as well. Um, it's the best way to support me financially. Right now, there's it's a $5 a month tier, only one tier, and that gets you ad-free episodes of all my shows that I have. And it's a great way to say, thank you for being a friend. So check us out on Patreon, uh, all my favorite people on Patreon, but you can still be a person I like by just liking and subscribing to this podcast, wherever you get podcasts on, especially YouTube, we're still building up that platform. And um, that's all I can say. So let's get into the news because you know what? Don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's fun and exciting. It can be cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. Because that's the power of love. Yeah, let's get into the news here, folks. Um, I usually start with a, with a good article, but I don't think this one, this one's only good if you are like an ex-evangelical like me and don't like Christian anything anymore. Um, so it might be, so this one's in the eye of the beholder, whether or not this is a good article (laughs) to start the show with, uh, Hillsong leaders, old sex book slurs, reignite shocking church scandal. Okay. Maybe this isn't a good article for anyone. Um, but anyway, so yeah, this is from the New York Post. And you know, them, they have like, they kind of look like they're fake, but I don't know. I just find headlines I think are funny and then read the articles from there. Let's get into it. So much for judging not so you may not be judged. As pastors leave in mass, former members continue to come forward with abuse allegations against megachurch Hillsong co-founder Bobby Houston's 2003 audiobook. Kingdom Women Love Sex has come under fresh scrutiny and have her and the church allegedly entrenched sexist and homophobic beliefs. Uh, In the unearthed sex advice guide, Houston also invokes a slur against the developmentally disabled and describing how women should be physically fit to attract men. All right, I'm going to quote this here. Um, All right, so it has the R word in it. Um... I am just going to make sure that there's no sound by to me saying the R word. So I'm going to censor myself. Um, if I carry weight, I feel like a R word. 
she said in regarding to her own ideals regarding the ideal weight and fitness. How are you going to do anything to surprise your man when you need a hydraulic crane just to turn over in bed? Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the Pentecostal pastor, 63, asked on the three CD box set. Jesus, three CD box set. Neither Hillsong nor Bobby responded to the post request for comment. Houston, who started the Australia-based institution with her husband in 1983, then recommends women have plastic surgery if it makes you feel better, and it is for the right reasons. In girls' pelvic floor exercise, can you believe I am saying this? You know, I have heard that orgasm is not as strong if you are really sloppy in that area. Okay, well, uh, good Christian women are sexually alluring. She goes on commanding those with a bad bite to get dental work done in the name of the Lord. When it comes to personal hygiene and maintenance works, for example, get your teeth fixed. A mount is supposed to be very desirable, she said. We need to be good at sex ourselves so that if the world happens to come knocking, we can tell the story of God in our lives. God-fearing women will also maintain a youthful appearance well into their sunset years. No matter the cost she preaches, minimize the negative of aging. Aging does strange things to us. It discolors your teeth. Things sag when you get older. She proclaims on the out-of-print tape, back pain, plumbing bits. Okay, get them fixed. Get healed or go to a doctor. I'm not joking. Her husband, Hillsong Senior Pastor Brian Houston, and her have a great marriage and a great sex life, she says. Brian, who, is one, who in one 2018 interview said, the whole idea of a prosperity gospel is such a crazy idea, and I don't see myself as a prosperity preacher. That's also written a number of titles, including the 2000 book, You Need More Money, he reportedly has a net worth of $12 million. Ah, he's not in the billions yet. Sucks to be that guy. Following a public outcry upon its release... Kingdom Women Love Sex was renamed She Loves and Values Her Sexuality. Hillsong critic Tanya Levin wrote in her 2007 book, People in Glass Houses, an insider story of a life in and out of Hillsong. Bobby's sermons in other books, including the 2008 ebook, I'll Have What She's Having, also emphasizes women's need to submit to men and be gorgeously available for Jesus's army, wrote Australian academic Marion Maddox in a 2013 article in the Journal of Feminist Studies in Religion. Bobby's word only applies to straight couples as Hillsong demand compulsory heterosexuality. Maddox wrote, claiming that the church has run courses to cure homosexuals, lesbians' inclinations were treated in the Hillsong Aligned Mercy Ministries and Hillsong regularly host guest speakers from the international ex-gay movement. Okay. Former Hillsong member Ian Keith claims he witnessed the Australia-based church deep-rooted homophobia. Keith. Okay, I, don't know, I think that might be a typo on my end. During Ian Keith's time as a Hillsong member from late 2011 to early 2015, he told the Post he witnessed the Australia-based church's deep-rooted homophobia, which leadership would often write off as Australian humor. A lot of it would do indirectly from the pulpit, Keith 27 told the Post. I'll always remember walking out of the service where Brian Houston told a story about his son and daughter-in-law, Joel and Esther's relationship, and he was like, it would be the biggest shame if my son was a homosexual, nonchalantly in front of thousands of people. In another instance, Keith claims he was publicly eviscerated, okay, for being gay, unprovoked by 
eviscerated. No one uses the word eviscerated unless you're Josh Casey. By John Termini, 38, who Keith describes as being crass, disingenuous, and at the same adulterous celebrity pastor Carl Lentz, right-hand guy. All right. Neither Termini nor Hillsong immediately returned the Post's request for comments. He came out of St. Bull... Balmain's a Williamsburg coffee shop owned by Hillsong pastor King Keatonage and started yelling at me about you make it such a big deal that you're gay. This went on for a couple of minutes. Um, this article is fucking long. At the time, Keith says I was 20 newly out and still figuring things out. John Termini, who Ian Keith alleges one publicly yelled at him for making such a big deal that you're gay instagram he left hillsong shortly after houston's sermon i never really wanted to hear his voice again he said keith who is currently a full-time seminary student has no faith the current internal investigation can fix the problems at hillsong i don't think anything will change until it becomes an issue with brian and bobby i think they are the primo reason it's so terrible he said i don't ever want to be part of a space like that again he went on hillsong taught me exactly what i don't want to be okay so can we first start to say that's two articles in one um the whole gay part was unnecessary to the actual fucking title of that article new york post get your fucking shit together um but here here's a little bit uh, thing i don't like the idea that Bobby Houston put God into the idea of this idea because the, the idea is like, if you didn't put God into it, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Like, I mean, it's, it's just kind of cancel culture type shit. Um, the idea that, um, Oh, women, men like m- women to be skinny women, men like women who have nice teeth, uh, shit like that. Like the idea probably shouldn't have used the r word Let, let's just be honest you probably shouldn't have used the r word okay uh, you just got to find a new word for it, like tiktok or something like that um but you know i feel like this idea if she took like jesus out of it i don't think like she's saying that bad of shit i'm like do you want your husband to still get hard for you like maybe lose some fucking weight bitch i don't know and look i guess i i do say lose some weight but the idea is the idea with it is women you realize that like a lot of times men will still fuck you you got a weird like oh i feel like my hips are too big i don't think that's gonna be that big of a deal susan or whatever your name is um it's this idea that like don't you want to be attractive doesn't everyone want to be attractive and like comfortable in their own skin like it's like this idea like so like the idea is that like women are attracted to men who are taller and women Men, so yeah, men are attracted to women who are skinny, but women are attracted to men who are taller. Like for a woman, if you take those instances and like what you have to do, you can lose weight. You can't gain height, you know, shit like that. So like if it's something you actually can change about yourself to make you more attractive and make you feel better about yourself, why the fuck would you not do that shit? Seriously, like you can, people can lose weight. I mean, some people is harder than others, but you can lose weight. Everything's fucking hard to do. To do anything is fucking hard. I mean, I've lost, I lost 30 pounds. That was fucking hard. I didn't drink for like two months. That was that was hard. That was actually worse than the weight loss uh, because I did keto. So I was like, ah, I can eat bacon and shit. It's just no bread. Um, but no, I don't understand. Like, if she didn't put Jesus into that stuff, like, I don't think what she's saying is that bad. Like, if she just wrote a book like, 
how to give a man a boner and like here's what you need to do become attractive um i feel like the plastic surgery shit i don't know i feel like with a lot of plastic surgery i guess i guess the idea with plastic surgery i guess i would say is at least go to a good doctor because you only notice the bad plastic surgery and shit like that but a lot of times like to make yourself more attractive i guess i can talk about women to make yourself more attractive a lot of times plastic surgery isn't the answer like Oh, I don't like my nose. I'm like, I don't think I- I'm going to give a shit about your nose if you're still hot. You know, if, I- if I'm attracted to you, I'm going to more than likely, I'm probably not going to be worried about what your nose looks like and shit like that. You know, it's like, so like thing she's saying is not bad, but personal hygiene, got to keep up. Everyone should keep up with the personal hygiene. I'm for real. You-, you need to not fucking smell bad. Just take care of yourself, people. It's like, it's a controversial thing to say, take care of yourself. Go fuck yourself, people. If taking care of yourselves is like a big deal, go, you just go fuck yourself, okay? Go fuck yourself. All right, I'm going to move on to the next article I have here. Um, Grimes says, okay, Grimes, you know, a friend of no artist now. Um, This is from, I also want to say page six is a new website. I'm going to try to at least get one article a week from them. Because they do the best journalism I've ever seen in my life. Last week, uh, we did uh, Bella Thorne touched her. Oh, Bella Thorne's boyfriend touched her butt. They wrote a whole article on that. So I have to say they're probably the best news source I've ever seen. Um, but this week's on Grimes. You know, Elon Musk's wife, who used to be really cool, and now she is not cool at all, and she's just annoying and a sellout and uh, defending her rich husband's. Uh, being stingy, and I wish the soundboard was working this week, but there's a long story behind that, and it's not working this week. I'd be like, come on now, don't be stingy. Um, but anyways, let's just go into this article from page six, best best news source. Graham says she's finally has COVID-19, is weirdly enjoying it, all enjoying all the day quill. I'm going to read that title again. Grimes says she finally has COVID-19 and is weirdly enjoying all the day quill. That's from page six, you know, the best news source. Um, Elon Musk's girlfriend Grimes says she's finally caught COVID-19 and has been a trippy experience for the Canadian singer. Finally got COVID-19, but weirdly enjoying the day. Cool fever dreams 2021. She wrote in her Instagram stories. The 32-year-old singer who shares baby boy... Um, like I said, the baby boy's name is stupid, so we're calling him Kyle. She shares baby boy Kyle with Musk, 49, including an image of artwork for singers, Scissors tune, Good Days, adding, This song is so... Followed by several emojis. This myth... Miss Anthropocene artist and Musk have been together since 2018. The son was born in May. She doesn't mention whether Musk or her child are also diagnosed. So Grimes used to be so cool. And now after Elon Musk and defending how shitty Elon Musk is. And you really, I feel like a lot of these CEOs, you really see their true colors after the covid you know, we've really been seeing their true colors after COVID. And Grimes is no better. Grimes, we need to stop. We need to actually cancel Grimes, maybe. I, I don't know. Let's just stop giving her attention, I would say. Because she doesn't deserve it. She is enjoying all the day quill. Uh, people are dying from fucking COVID-19, Grimes. People are dying from this shit. 
And you're like, you know, I'm finally happy to have it because it's been like a trippy experience for me. You know, people, you know what's really trippy experience? Death. Oh, my God. I just, uh, it used to, I just, the way I see Grimes is like an ex-girlfriend who you've like really loved. And now, let's just say like an ex-girlfriend from like maybe five, six years ago that you really did love. And then now you look at them and they're just like, you're not the person I was in love with. You know, like this isn't the person I fell in love with. And like the person you are now is not the person I fell in love with. And that's Grimes. Like you're not the person that people loved whose music they loved. Like your dumbass baby Kyle and your dumbass genius boyfriend Elon Musk, who uh, probably is very shitty. So, yeah, fuck Grimes, fuck Elon Musk, and fuck Kyle. Um, all right, let's get into this next one. Okay, this one's a little bit brighter, so I'm gonna drink a little bit of wine here. I got box wines, so I don't just drink the whole fucking bottle in one sitting. Police officer mistaken for stripper at a swinger party. <laughs> this is from uh, Derecho and Zapatillas. I'm assuming it's not, this article is not from the United States. Um, the illegal party took place in Mar del Plata City, Argentina, where there are restrictions due to COVID-19. The officer dressed up as a police, as police, was thought to be part of the ongoing show. When the police arrived to raid the house, 20 couples were having dinner at a farm located in Sierra de los Padres, Mar de Plata, 400 kilometers south of Buenos Aires. Uh, those were the previous moments of the swinger party about to come next. After it was denounced, some police officers and inspectors who work for the municipal I'm gonna fuck up this word, municipality knocked on the door at 10 p.m., Man opened them and kindly invited to get in. Since the party house did not have a valid permission and there are ongoing additional restrictions due to the pandemic, the officer decided to get in. When they saw us, they thought we were part of the show, that we were strippers, a police source told Infobay, a local media outlet which published the news inside the house. One of the women who was going to participate in the swinger meeting ran into one of the police officers who participated in the operation. She thought she was one of the party, one of the party, and whispered, "Look at your eyes. You make me warm up." For the journalist Mauricio Luna for Info Bay, all the participants were identified and indicted by violations of Section 205 of the Criminal Code, which punished whoever disobeys sanitary measure. Uh, for epidemic containment. The premise where the party was held were also closed, and the property owner will have to attend the court of misdemeanors, which will determine the fine. The person who denounced the party also said that it is not the first time they organize these kind of events, and that even the 20 married couples originally from the city of Buenos Aires paid a sexual tour that included accommodations, transfer meals, and several nights of fun. Infobay reported... Uh, okay. This is not the first time something like this happens in England. A police officer was also mistook for a stripper at a birthday party. That's from BBC. So anyways, um, I feel like if you're going to hire a stripper, uh, don't have them dress up like cops because it's going to get very confusing, folks. Very, very confusing. And that is why you don't hire cops be strippers. If I can teach you anything from this lesson, 
is that you don't hire cops as strippers. All right, next article. All right, let's see here. Um, this is from Insider. They're big insiders. Um, let's see here. A Canadian woman walked her husband on a leash to get around strict curfew rules, but they were caught and fined $1,500 each. So thank you, Insider, for... Uh, going into this journalism for me, please. Uh, when Francois Legault, um, the French people premier of Quebec in Canada, implemented an 8 p.m. curfew uh, on January 9th to slow the spread of COVID-19 across the region, he may not have expected the great lengths people would go to to get around the policy. A woman was stopped by the police on Saturday night after walking outside of her house at 9 p.m. alongside her husband, who she was walking on a leash. According to CTV, the woman argued to police that she was simply following curfew rules, which allowed dogs to be walked on leashes within one kilometer of their home after 8 p.m. When the police pointed out her husband isn't a dog, she protested. The two were both issued $1,500 fines for violating the order, which the woman say she will not pay. As of January 11th, Quebec has reported 230,690 cases of COVID-19 and 8,737 deaths reported CTV. So, um, so you played yourself there. I don't think you're going to get away with it. Um, and what the fuck? I guess you're thinking like, we'll, we'll find a loophole here. We're going to, we're going to find the loophole. No, you're not. You're not going to find the loophole. You're, you're not. Um, you're yeah you didn't find the loophole there but congratulations you played yourself um i don't think um i was thinking this was gonna get sexual but it didn't and i am highly disappointed in what i just read so nevertheless he persisted and um let's just get to the final article i have in the news today i typically try to save the best for last and this is no exception and this is the only time we're going to be talking about last week's capital riots or impeachments and shit like that all right, this is from CTV, so Canada Television Network, or whatever they're called. Um, Axe condemns U.S. Capitol riots after a can of body spray left by mobs. And, of course, people in the mobs were using Axe body spray. That is making a lot of sense here. Sound like people who use the same body spray they used in high school. Axe body spray is distancing themselves from pro-Trump rioters after a can of their well-known body spray was found in the debris left at the U.S. Capitol. On January 6th, a violent mob of U.S. President Donald Trump supporters forced its way into the U.S. Capitol searching for House lawmakers, but when the dust had settled, they didn't only leave smashed windows, damaged property, and abandoned flags behind. Left by the mob, a lonely can of Axe body spray. Washington Post journalist Mike DeBonis tweeted on January 7th, accompanied by a photo of the aforementioned body spray lying among some broken wood in the U.S. Capitol. A response came swiftly from the company itself, decreeing that it, the actions of the writers, would rather be lonely than with the mo that mob, the official Axe Twitter responded. Axe condemns yesterday's acts of violence and hate at the Capitol. <coughs> We believe in the democratic process and the peaceful transition of power. Many Twitter users responded positively to the statement, while others expressed how absurd it felt to see the brand behind an antiperspirant weighing in on such a serious topic. Others pointed out that the brand statement condemned the writers far more clearly than many officials, including Trump, had. Axe Body Spray is taking a stronger stance on American democracy than, than are many Republican members of Congress. Political scientists 
Miranda Yavir tweeted, the mob stormed the U.S. Capitol in support of Trump's false claims that the U.S. election had been stolen from him, seeking to halt the Congress from certifying President-elect Joe Biden's win. Members from numerous far-right hate groups, such as the Proud Boys, the Virgin Boys, as I like to call them, were in attendance at the riot where five people died, including a woman who was shot by a police officer and a police officer who was injured by rioters and later passed away. Trump responded slowly as the riots unfolded, first tweeting for his followers to remain peaceful without calling for them to leave the actual building. Then he really then he released a bizarre video in which he told the mob to go home. But he also reiterated his false claims about a stolen election. It said rioters were very special. So. So, folks. What does it say? If you're a Republican listening to the show, how, what is it? How does it feel that Axe body spray actually is smarter than you how does it feel that axe body spray actually is smart enough to realize you lost and it's not a little bitch about losing how does it feel that axe body spray is better than some of you out there there it's it's desperately funny that axe body body spray is more mature than you trump tards mag tards whatever you want to call yourselves out there because, for real, you are that fucking stupid. And we should celebrate how stupid you are. Because y'all are stupid. And some of you are on the no-fly list now. So congratulations, you played yourself. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch streamer myself, I can tell you there are two types of games. There's the games that you go back to time and time again. For me, that's... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are also games that I go back to time and time again. But you also have those types of games that you play once and then you never pick up again. And that's where I believe Gamefly is perfect for you gamers out there. Uh, most video games coming around $60 and this uh, with new consoles coming out uh, at the current moment. They can be upwards at $70 even then, and then you don't even include DLC when in regards to that. This is where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because for that one low monthly fee, you can just rent games, play them, and then when you're done with them, you send them back. I wasn't a big fan of Luigi's Mansion back when I played it in October, so I was easily able to send it back and get myself a new game in the process, which was perfect for me. Uh, just start playing other games. Just be able to open your horizons on what games you want to play with Gamefly is my personal favorite thing so uh for the low monthly price your first two months if you use the link in our description your first two months are only ten dollars so stop wasting so much money on video games stop spending sixty dollars on a game you're only going to play once use the link in our description today and you can start playing game more games rent games play as long as you want and when you're done just send it back they will send you a new game to play it's that simple so use our link in the description today for your first two months of ten 
$10 with Gamefly. And just a reminder, when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out. Uh, with your purchase of any product with FNX Fitness, one thing I love is that they donate a gallon of water with every purchase you make to a child in need in a country that doesn't necessarily have clean drinking water, which is perfect. You get to feel good when you buy a product from FNX Fitness. Uh, you can start using their supplements. Work smarter, not harder with their supplements. That way you can get the most out of your workout, and so you no longer have to be fat. Hashtag pray for Mike. So using the promo code SWEGCAST or the link in our description today, you can save 15% off your purchase with FNX Fitness. Again, that is 15% off of your purchase when you support FNX Fitness and get a product from them. And a reminder that when you support our sponsors, you directly support this show. Okay, folks. So I have been watching the new season of 90 Day Fiance. And I got to tell you, I can't express to anyone enough. You need to watch 90 Day Fiance. You need to figure out a way to have every TLC program in your life. Uh, they just released Discovery Plus, and I should probably... What if I can get TLC Plus to be... No, Discovery Plus to be, like, a sponsor for this show. I feel like I could get... I could try and get them. But no, it's, like, five dollars a month. I have cable because I got cable specifically for TLC. Um, but no, I'm telling you, folks, you need to watch 90 Day Fiance. Like, there's no TV programming like it out right now like 90 day fiance is it you you need to watch 90 day fiance i don't know what i need to tell you to convince you to watch 90 day fiance but you gotta watch it it's so good i'm watching the new season of the straight up 90 day fiance k1 visa we got 90 days to get married not the before the 90 days happily ever after pillow talk straight up the 90 day fiance and so i just want to like talk about the couples on the show because talking about it makes me feel better about my love life. And that's what this show was made to do. This show is made to make you feel better about your life while I talk. So uh, let's get into it. So I'm going to first go with my favorite couple on the show, um, Jovi and Yara. So Jovi is from New Orleans, Louisiana, and Yara is from the Ukraine. Where in the Ukraine? I don't fucking know. Did the show tell you? No. <laughs> we're only going to tell you the specifics of the United States. We're not going to tell you any specifics of like whatever other foreign country is. Uh, but yeah, like I said, so this is my favorite couple on the show. Uh, Jovi, I can't tell if he's good looking or not. He he has the handsome quality. What I learned is like, he can be ugly, but like make yourself handsome. And that's why I, like when women are like, are you hot? Am I hot to you? I'm like, well, you're pretty handsome. I'm like, well, okay, let, let's, let's just kind of do I make you wet? Okay. Anyway, so like Joey's, I, I guess you can consider him handsome, but I wouldn't say he's like a 10 out of 10. Yara is like this 10 out of 10 beautiful Russian babe. Like if you're going to like buy a Russian model or whatever the fuck, that was a fucking weird ass sentence to say. But no, like say if like when you think of the idea of like a mail order bride or like I'm going to get a I'm gonna wife from Russia, like this is it. Anyways, though, I do want to say beforehand before I go into any of these couples, 
none of them seem or have like these the idea because you can kind of tell if they're in it for like a green card marriage but it doesn't seem like any of the couples i'm going to talk about actually on this season in general i'm thinking about it at least the ones that have made it to the united states are necessarily in it for the green card because they was kind of complained about like i miss home and i don't have anything here you know the shit like that what a normal person would say when they move to a different country where they only know like one person and you're fucking that person so um no like yara is like 10 out of 10 beautiful beautiful woman and so i see why joey's into that shit but also they got a lot of fucking problems and i'm gonna tell you about this so Jovi works on like boats. I don't know the specifics of it because I don't actually really care about the job because I'm here for the couple drama. And so like basically how it like works out with the job and I get how it works out, I guess, you know, cause I'm a musician and I tour and stuff like that. And I've done touring. Uh, the idea that like, you know, I think he's like gone for a couple weeks. Like he has to work on it exclusively like on a boat, like he's on the boat and like, he's not off the boat, some shit like that. And then he's back and then he has a lot of downtime. And I think that's how he met Yara because like when he had like, like, cause he had like these couple weeks of free time and then working like not from home, shit like that. So that's, that's the idea like what he has, which, um, to me, it's like you, you would go into a relationship understanding that. And, uh, and it's just stuff like that. Cause I just understand like if I'm dating someone and I'm hopefully when COVID ends, I'm hopefully gonna be touring a lot more, uh, because I feel like that's what I'm like being pretty stingy uh, about that. I'm like, I want to play a fucking show. I want to go to a fucking concert. I want to do all this fucking shit. Um, but no. So like, so basically that's like his work schedule. And so, um, going into the relationship, you have to kind of fucking understand that. Like, especially with women, when they date musicians who tour a lot, you kind of understand that. Okay. They're going to be gone for a lot, but they're going to call me. You kind of have to work, figure out how to make the relationship work from there. Like, Oh, we're going to video chat every day. We're going to call every, I'm going to call you every day at this time. Like between sound check and sound check and the show shit like that you know you like work that out um yara doesn't do anything so um uh, why did i put that in my notes i needed to bring that up okay and it was but yeah okay oh it, that'll make sense in a bit okay i have it in my notes folks so don't worry um jovi also drinks a lot like <laughs> and i don't have any room to judge him folks i'm not judging him i'm just saying he does and it hasn't become a problem yet in the show and um like i said some of you don't know they air new episodes on Sundays. Um, the last episode I'm going to be talking about is from the November, January 11th episode. And uh, I record this on Fridays. And then Sundays, they have the next episode. So I don't know what happens in the next episode because that's in the future. And I don't have that time. I don't have time travel down. If I did have time travel down, I would only use it for two purposes. One, for 90 Day Fiance to see all the episodes. And the other reason I would use it for would be for to make sure Josh Casey's first kiss with his wife would be to radioactive by imagine dragons i know that sounds weird but i feel like that would make me laugh knowing i did that and uh also go check out josh's book i should probably say that if i'm gonna bring up josh apparently I need to like talk about his book and shit that's track and desire uh what's hold on i can never remember the full title i just go with like it's called track and desire um but uh, let me read the full title so you can google on amazon uh and then buy it if you have kindle unlimited i think you can read it free uh tracking desire a journey after swallow-tailed kites so go check out josh's book there um anyway so yeah he drinks a lot and so like yara comes from the ukraine to the united states new orleans uh joby is like immediately like let's go to bourbon street because they're in new orleans 
<laughs> and I, I consider Bourbon Street a lot like uh, Broadway in Nashville, where it's like, this is where tourists go. And there are plenty of other bars I like going to that are not Broadway. And that's what I consider Bourbon Street. Like, and I have friends come to town, and I like try to talk them out of that. And I need to figure out better bars to go to when I have friends in town. But uh, no, and GR is like, I'm tired from being on a plane for like, 24 hours i'm assuming it's gonna let's just go with that general something like 24 hours and uh, i just want to like chill <laughs> so he's like oh fuck it okay well we're fine okay so um eventually but i think like the next day or a couple days later they actually do go to bourbon street and another thing about bourbon street you can just drink on the street no one gives a shit which is cool when you're an alcoholic like me and <laughs> not cool when you're a normal fucking human being <laughs> And so Yara's like, why is everyone just drinking outside? This is really trashy. It sucks. It's nothing compared to the Ukraine. It smells like piss and vomit down here. Jovi's like, it does not smell like piss and vomit down here. I, okay, I'm going to give it to Yara on this one. Um, downtown Nashville does smell like piss and vomit. And uh, she's right on that one. Um, it probably does smell like piss and vomit. On Bourbon Street, where people are just fucking getting blackout drunk in the middle of the street. Yeah, it's gonna. It smells like piss and vomit. You're just used to it, bud. Um, so she's like, "This the U, This sucks. It's nothing like the Ukraine." And from what it sounds like, you know, especially with Jovi's schedule, like Jovi should probably should have just moved to the Ukraine and like live with Yara there instead of her moving to the United States where she knows no one and he's gone for long periods of time. So I feel like if like it was a good relationship, that would be the situation. Because I know. Um, Say Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath Almost, and I guess the solo stuff too. Um, his ex-wife and son live in Salt Lake City because when he was touring, it was just easier for them to like figure out like taking care of their son together. And then now his new wife's from Salt Lake City and new kids from Salt Lake City. So made sense being from Salt Lake City, where I think two, three of my members of the Under Oath are in Florida. So like that, so I have to fly out for rehearsals and shit like that. Um, the idea, but his like ex, like his child, it makes sense for his child to be in Salt Lake City where his ex-wife is to have help and shit like that. You know, I guess it makes sense when he's actually touring and like traveling and shit like that. Like it makes sense to be more, have like a steady home. Cause like when you're touring, like you don't really need like a home. Like all his home is, is like his mom and dad live there. Shit like that. So, so yeah. Oh, okay. That's a big thing but yara smells like it smells like piss and shit it's like it's not good as the ukraine which like he should be living in the ukraine i don't know that makes more sense to me um so you know they try to stay at like jovi's mom's home because like i want you to meet my mom because let's ruin our relationship uh, and so um they're like we're just gonna stay the night at her place it's like an hour away or something like that we're just gonna stay the night at her place and to me in my mind if it's like if it's a nice enough and large enough place and they have like a guest room and shit like that or a bedroom we can stay in, not necessarily a big deal for like a night. But Yara is like, no, this is weird to me. And I guess they had to like talk her into it, which I'm saying like I live in a small place. So like I've had friends like from Kansas City and shit like that come to town. And I, I like tell them like, you know, what? I, you're always welcome in my home. Like just give me a heads up before you come here. That's a big thing for me. He's like, you're welcome anytime. You just got to tell me before you come. Um, but also, like, the idea, I'm like, my place is pretty fucking small because it's a one-person home. So, um, 
if that's going to be a big deal. One time I had like four friends come stay the night with me. And I'm like, listen, my place is super fucking small for four people. Like for one person, it's fine. But for four people, it's going to get a little crowded. So if you're okay with that, just letting you know. And so like I have friends, if like they get their, like when my parents come to town, they just get a hotel. And I can't wait for the day they want me to get a hotel and <laughs> so stay with them. Um, but um, where was I fucking? I'm just going way off topic on this episode. I've been, I guess I've been looking forward to do this episode all week. I love 90 Day Fiance. And it just makes me think of everything. So so this idea is like, no, we're, we're coming back that night. Which is an hour. I guess they could have done that. But I guess it's like more Cajun New Orleans culture to be like, I don't just anyone can just stay with us. I don't give a fuck. And I want to get to that point in my life, too, where it's just like, yeah, you can stay the night in my place. I don't give a fuck. It's just that my place is so small that I have to, like, well, well, yeah, we can figure this shit out. Um, but anyways, no, so eventually, yeah, they meet the mom. I guess that situation goes well. And they, they're, like, fighting the whole show all the time about, like, carpets and shit like that. It's like, I don't like the carpet in my apartment. And I get to the idea where it's like, it's my apartment. And he's like, it's my apartment. We, we should be, I don't want this fucking rug in my apartment. And, like bruh, you know, this, you, this is your apartment too. So in my mind, I see it as like, if I'm going to like create a new place with someone I love and like, we're just getting ready to move in with each other. I'm going to have like my studio space, which is like this right here. I'm like, that's my, that's my space. And, uh, I get to do whatever the fuck I want with this. You can do whatever you want with the rest of the fucking house. So say like I buy like a three bedroom house with someone with a, with a hot smoking hot selena gomez let's just do it with that um she gets to design the rest of the house but like my studio space is mine and so she can do whatever the fuck she wants with that i don't give a fuck so uh anyways though so jovi does like he has to go away for like three weeks or something like that and this is where i left off in the show and so yara's like all alone with no one uh she eventually like hangs out with one of jovi's friends and uh she was like, it's just one, like, of the, like, the solo interviews. She's just like, yeah, I tried exploring uh, New Orleans, but uh, someone uh, threw up on my shoes, and I was like, fuck that. I am not doing that anymore, and I fucking laughed for, like, three solid minutes. It's <laughs> just, like, you have to understand who Yara is. Like, you need to watch the show. To, like, she's, like, the, she's, like, a girl who would never have to deal with someone vomiting on her feet her shoes oh my god it's so fucking it's just fucking funny thinking about that it's like a honeydew with ryan sickler moments where you just like these bad moments in your life that you look back on and think they're pretty funny now but uh no that's uh no that's my favorite couple on a honey day i'd say just these two people who just argue all the time and are just probably terrible over each other i would say i i, I said this when they with some friends on uh, like Wednesday on this past Wednesday on me. Um, Yara looks wise is a 10 out of 10. Uh, personality wise, she's probably like a three out of 10. And so um, that's how the show airs her to me. But who knows if she got shwoke and ended up with me and we, we could be different fairy tale lovers in the sheets. That's lyrics from uh ride or die uh, for FGTRTD by Shweezy out now on all your streaming platforms. All right, we got three more couples I want to get into on this show. So we got Brandon from Dinwiddle, Virginia. Why did I fucking say it like that? And we got Julia, Russia. No, no, nowhere. Russia is the largest country in the fucking world. <laughs> it just says Russia. But anyway, so, um, so like you, you kind of get this idea of Brandon at first. Uh, 
Brandon's Brandon, like he's talking, like he seems like a really nice guy. Seems like a really good guy, a really good, solid guy. Like he would make, you know, seems like uh, he'd make any woman happy. And he's he's talking to like I've never been in a relationship before until I met uh, Julia, and, he, and he's like talking like that. It's like I've always had problems. I could just never get a girlfriend until I met Julia. And then you learn that he's very uncomfortably close with his mother and father. And that's what I like to call mommy issues. Women have daddy issues. We all know what daddy issues are. Very fun women to have sex with. Uh, but uh, not to marry. Um, I like the manageable daddy issues because I feel like I know how to work with that. But nevertheless, he persisted. Um, but yeah, no. His parents are very big proponents in the show which you think is probably not something that should happen like your parents shouldn't be involved with your love life i mean personally me i've seen enough episodes of everybody loves raymond to know that fucking fact but uh brandon and his parents have not watched everybody loves raymond to know that you shouldn't get involved well talking to the parents at this moment you shouldn't get involved with your child's uh sex life and love life and that's the very thing if you have a child do not get involved with their love life just don't that's just good it's gonna make you your life a lot better so first yeah let's first let's talk about these cut this couple so brandon lives with his parents and uh he works on the farm but then he also like is a pest he does does pest control too and so they have this, they have this farm and like so Brandon they have a farm Brandon lives on the farm with his parents but Brandon's parents and Brandon both have day jobs so their farm it's either like extra money or just for fun which I have I have relatives who are farmers and they make a living doing farm shit and so that and then my idea I don't know my idea behind it I maybe not know enough about farming but wouldn't the idea of having your own farm be your income and shit like that? Like, shouldn't... Because what's the point of, like, having to do all that fucking work on the farm if you're not making a living off of it? Even if it's like, oh, I have to do three hours of work a day on this fucking farm. Like, shouldn't you, like, make money off of that shit? That would make sense to me. But not to Brandon's family. Not to Brandon's family. That's not shit they're into. But, uh... So, yeah, they work on a farm and they all have day jobs. Um, Julia, when she lived in Russia, was a go-go dancer, um, and I don't know what a go-go dancer is, I'm gonna be honest with you, but I assume it's being a stripper, or just not, it's not necessary, basically like a strip club where you just look hot and dance around, and that sounds, for her, like a great way to make money, but for me, a big waste of money, and so, uh, I, uh, she can make the money if she wants to, I don't give a fuck. Like I said, and so, like I said, and, uh, Brandon lives with his parents. So, um, since Brandon lives with his parents and, uh, Julia was approved for her K-1 visa, uh, Julia's like, we're, I'm going to move to the United States to be with you, Brandon, because we're engaged and we're going to be together forever. And if this is going to work, I'm probably going to have to move to the United States. And so Brandon's like, okay, we can live with my parents <laughs> for some fucking reason. Because you just want your parents involved in your love life for Brandon, apparently. Why doesn't Brandon just fuck his mom? Come on. Um, anyways, though, so, but Brandon's parents, 
are not too keen on uh, Julie and Brandon sharing the same bedroom because they're not married yet, and they're old-fashioned. Even though Brandon's dad was married two other times for Brandon's mom, so he's the expert on uh, marriage and relationships, so let's give him that. Uh, the man who's been married three times is going to talk to Brandon about how to be in a relationship. Um, you're, I'm not going to take your advice, buddy, okay? Um, I'm not going to take your advice since you've been married three fucking times. So after, you can get married once and get divorced, and your second one, you have to make count, because if you get divorced after the second one, buddy... I'm not I'm not listening to your opinion on relationships I've been married zero times And I give the best relationship advice So um So yeah and uh so he has Like Brandon has to like argue with his parents Brandon's my age he's like 27 28 or something like that He's my age and I've not lived with my parents Since I was 19 so Um this year I'm gonna turn 28 so I'm I'm almost nine years not living With my parents Like a normal person uh, who doesn't have a podcast and a drinking problem and all right, we're, this isn't, we're not talking about my problems right now. Um, so yeah, Brandon Lewis's parents, he's like, maybe we should stay in the same room. They're like, well, it's different when you're like in a hotel, but when it's our home, you need to, you need to sleep in separate bedrooms. So that's weird. And they're not budging on that shit. And Julia in the whole time, which finally she comes up. Oh no, we have to talk about this first. Um, so Julia comes to America and usually the first meeting, it's usually just, like, the man and the woman, assuming the hetero relationship people, let's not, let's not get stingy, um, with that, but, but now Brandon's parents were like, we're coming to, bitch, and we're gonna stay a weekend in Washington, D.C., and we're all gonna hang out, and so, the whole thing's just fucking weird to me, um, but anyways, no, his brand's parents come, and uh, first, and then one big thing is Brandon has to explain to her that they're sleeping in separate bedrooms. That's fucking weird. Um, still fucking weird. Um, and uh, they're getting into a fight, because Brandon's mom also is worried about uh, Julia's birth control, or if she's on any sort of contraceptive or whatever. And Julia doesn't know enough English to properly defend herself so uh julia is just like i don't want to drink anything which is basically what she's trying to say is i don't want to take birth control or something a lot of women aren't i mean i'm just saying if i was a woman i'd try every form of birth control because i would not want any baby coming out of me or i don't want a baby and so like that's my idea behind it but uh she doesn't want to take it i guess because i know like the pills give you weird side effects i'm not a woman so i don't i can't really speak on this shit you know but, uh, so she's trying to convince him, like, I, I can get you an appointment with my gynecologist to get you on birth control. This is your, just imagine ladies, ladies listening to this, uh, your mother, your soon-to-be mother-in-law is trying to get you on birth control and setting you up with a gynecologist. That's weird, right? Like, this family doesn't understand boundaries, I guess, which is very funny to watch, but awful to be in. Like, if, ladies, if you're in this relationship, just get the fuck out, to be honest with you. And if you're with me... I'll let you know that I love my mom, but I'm not in love with my mom. So I'm the perfect package. Um, but uh, no, so yeah, Brandon also said, he told his mom that he doesn't like wearing condoms. Like, why are you telling your mom that you don't enjoy wearing condoms? Bro, what the fuck? Uh, so yeah, that's awkward. So, And then Julia is like the most innocent thing in this situation. He's just like, I don't 
want to be in a relationship with Brandon's parents. I want to be in a relationship with just Brandon. And I want alone time with Brandon. But his parents are always fucking around and shit like that. So, like, they're trying to, like, they go to a coffee shop so they don't have to be around their parents and stuff like that. And Brandon, in any argument they have, Brandon always takes his mom's side. He never takes Julia's side, which in my relationships, if I have to choose uh, between my mom's argument or my girlfriend's argument, I'll be like, look, mom, I love you, but I don't want you sucking my dick, but I want her sucking my dick. And uh, that's the way it is. So it's been a lovely weekend in Washington, D.C. And then uh, they go to the farm and... Julia is a go-go dancer who has never done farm work in her life, and uh, she hates doing fucking farm work. She wakes up at, like, they're like, all right, Julia, since uh, you're, you don't have a job, you're going to take care of the entire fucking farm. And I guess she's like, I guess I have to do this um, for the four people who live there. And she wakes up at, like, noon, and, like, they have a friend helping her with the fucking farm work to help her out. And she's like, the her family friend or whatever she's like um so yeah the the animals like being fed at 7 a.m and it's noon right now so the animals are kind of upset that they're not eating eating anything and she blames julia for messing up the animal schedule like first of all if julia is taking care of this entire fucking farm julia gets to decide when the fucking animals eat okay they're gonna get at noon they're gonna get at noon they gotta get over that isn't that something like isn't it something like if you have a dog or something like that, you eat before the dog to show that you're the master of your own domain or something like that? The animals are going to have to fucking realize that. It's like Julia shouldn't have to wake up at fucking 7 a.m. to feed these animals. She wants to wake up at noon to feed them. They're going to get fed at noon. That's what it's going to be. And Julia's like, I hate this fucking farm work. I don't like living with your parents. Like Brayden comes home and doesn't even say anything to Julia. And is like... Hey, I've been here all day dealing with your goddamn fucking animals. Um, when are you going to fucking give me affection? He's like, oh, we're going to dinner with my parents. I'm like, can we not fucking have dinner with your parents? We spent all day with them. So uh, that's their relationship. Um, we got two more relationships to get into. Um, I need more wine or alcohol or something like that. Um, we got Mike from Sequim, Washington, and Natalie from the Ukraine. We got a lot of Russian area people which makes so great because there's a weird emotional thing with russian people because it's a weird it's it there's a lot of cultural things with that and i'm not getting into that because i would get it wrong but i'm also always right so really would i be wrong that's a good question um so mike and natalie they're like barely together uh like he they were pretty serious and then Natalie's like i don't love you and then Mike's like, but I still love you. And then Mike, then Natalie's like, maybe I'll love him. Mike's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and so Natalie, like, they calls Mike or whatever. And he's like, so I got to prove my K-1 visa, and I apparently have to come to America soon. And Mike's like, oh, God, I don't know if I want to commit to you. And then Natalie's like, maybe I want to commit to you. And so they're just like, fuck it, and she moves to the United States. For someone, she... um doesn't know that she likes so that's great tv um so mike also has an uncle Bo, 
and Okobo needs more screen time on this fucking show, TLC. Um, he probably has like five teeth. I might be a little generous there on how many teeth he has. He might have more than I just said. Um, but uh, Mike also is like, hey, man, you're not going to be able to live with me when Natalie gets here. Um, and if we're going to have to give a reason. Uh, the reason is uh, I'm trying to get fucked here. I'm going to try to fuck this bitch. And uh, you are making her pussy dry. And we can't have that here. Um, we're going to have to fucking get used to each other before we get used to you. And so he kicks Uncle Bo out. <laughs> Uncle Bo is also like his cousin. So maybe there's like an age difference which makes, which makes sense, but I don't know. Uh, that That's weird. But Uncle Bo needs to get more airtime. Maybe we get my Uncle Bo. Let's just give Uncle Bo an entire TV show TLC. I will help produce it, and I'll even make you free music for it. Okay? Let's do it. Let's do that. So, obviously, it seems like all these couples, like, when the they come in, they, like, try to do, like, a romantic weekend at, like, a hotel, and then they come back to their shitty lives. <laughs> um, and that's my favorite part of this whole thing is when they come back to the shitty lives because Mike makes, like, zero attempts for Natalie to feel at home in his home um, because I feel the idea of if I get into a relationship and they're going to move in, but they're going to move into my place, the idea is, like, all right, I'm going to let you make yourself a home because now this is your home and uh, we're going to have to work on shit out. And uh, that's the I mean, that's the kind of thing you would do. But Mike's like, ah, no, it's my home. You're just kind of staying here. So, like, Natalie's like, I don't even feel comfortable, like, unpacking my luggage at this point because uh, I don't feel at home in this place. And um, we all understand Natalie because Mike is giving zero effort into let, making her, letting her st- feel like she's at home. And, like, Mike just does not give a shit the entire time. Like, she's there. She's like... And, like, Natalie's also like, uh, what if you go a week without eating, pro- like, meat? And if I was there, I'd be like, uh, do you want me to fucking die? Um, because... I don't know, for me, I believe in, like, a low-carb, eat very little carbs, a lot of protein, a lot of fats, and uh, that would just, it's just going to make him a lot fatter, and you're like, you need to lose weight, and I need to gain weight, and you're not going to, you need to learn fucking nutrition, bitch. Um, But, um, anyways, though, but uh, Mike can't be a complete bad guy, though, I want to say here, um... Because he has a cat. And uh, we all know animals in any of these movies or TV shows I talk about are the good guys. So we can't talk about that. But, you know, Natalie just does not. <laughs> he just makes no effort to, like, be like, I kind of don't care about you. <laughs> the whole time he's like, I kind of don't fucking care about you. Uh, if you if you just die here, I will not give a shit. Um, and that's Mike and Natalie. Perfect relationship goals for everyone. Um, last couple I want to talk about. Tariq from Virginia Beach, Virginia, and uh, Hazel, who is from the Philippines. So Tariq is a 46-year-old rapper who claims he's a good rapper. That was the first way you introduced him to him, and he, you listen to him rap. He's not a good rapper, folks. He's not a good rapper. But thankfully, uh, compared to uh, 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Days, with Usman, or slash Soja Boy, uh... He, it's not the premise of the show. It's not part of the show to promote his fucking music. But, uh, yeah, his music is, uh, he's not a good rapper. He says, no, you know, I'm a pretty good rapper, too. No, you're not, man. 
no, no, you're not. And you can see the producer's face. He's just like, all right, man, uh, you want to do another take on that? Like, you're paying me by the hour, bitch. Um, yeah, um, so and then you meet Hazel, who is 28 and is also bisexual. So there's a season of, I guess, with them where, uh, so I guess they broke up for a minute and Tariq met another girl, also Asian from another country. They hit it off and, uh, then they got, I guess him and Hazel got back together, but he said like, oh, I actually met someone else. And Hazel's like, well, I'm bisexual. Maybe we can make like this like a triple thing. They tried that out and apparently the other bitch did not make it out alive. Make it out alive as in in the relationship. She's still alive, folks. As far as I know, I don't know, she could be dead. Um, but anyway, so Hazel is bisexual and uh, part of their marriage will be involving Hazel having girlfriends, which is weird, but I don't know. I don't think I can judge people anymore. I mean, the reason I watch these shows is to judge people, but I'm like, I probably don't have the authority to say so. Um, so Hazel is going to have a girlfriend while they're married. Um, if I was Tariq, I'd be like, well, we're having threesomes. Um, that's the way it is. They both have kids, but Tariq's kid has high-functioning autism. We're not going to talk about that because that's not funny. Um, but anyways, no, um, Hazel wants to get married in a church and Tariq wants to get married in like a spiritual center type thing. And, uh, Tariq was like, I went to your church. It was fucking weird. And it was big people like, okay, we're like, like speaking in tongues and shit like that. And he was just sitting there very like uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, I understand why you don't want to get married in a church, but, uh, yeah, they're going to have to work that out. And, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not my favorite relationship on the show because it's a uh, very predictable um, and they both seem like decent human beings. So I feel like that makes the shit and makes it not as fun. So, um, but, you know, those are all the couples I want to talk about from 90 Day Fiance. And I think I went over all of them pretty poorly, if I could say so myself. This episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese, or if you're across the pond, fish and chips. Comes complete with three big beer soaps, a delicious scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA, and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one Big American Bourbon Soap, a rich oak barrel scented bar made with Buffalo Trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who needs to appreciate a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Women love a distinguished fragment fragrance, and this is perfect for that man in your life. Use a link in our description today, and that way you can get free shipping on your order over $20. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and 
anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with any microtransactions. It's just as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. It's that simple. I use Honey myself. I've been using it for years, and it's a great way to save money on pizza. Uh, it's a great way to for me to buy audio equipment online. It always saves me money. I've gotten 40%. I've gotten 50% even before. It is so great. I love Honey, and you will too. And if you don't use Honey, it's basically throwing money away. So use the link in the description of this episode. S- install it on your web browser, whether that's Chrome, Safari, Oprah, Opera, whatever it's called, and start saving money on things you buy every day anyways. Okay, so it's time for me to give advice to your lives. The lives that you find boring, because probably people listening to this have happy relationships, and this is where I come in to fix your lives and make them better. So uh, let's just get into it. Let's get into all the questions I have to fix your relationship. Do boys like flowers? I know I'm going to answer this one. My boyfriend has been having a very stressful time this past week with a lot. I want to cheer him up with what small gifts can I give him? Snacks? How do boys feel about flowers? Would you be happy to receive flowers as a gift from your girlfriend? I feel like it's a common gift for women, but we rarely see it given to men. I just want to hear opinions. Thank you. All right, ladies. First, I'm going to go with my opinion, then I'll probably speak for the rest of the men in the entire world. Um, if you ever give me flowers, I swear to fucking God, I will physic- I will get angry. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not that kind of guy. I don't get, I don't get violent unless I think of Micah, but, uh, but no, I will get angry. <laughs> That'll just make me angry. Why the fuck are you giving me weeds? Flowers are just weeds, people. The fact that women like flowers, I don't, I don't understand, but I will still invest in that industry. You know, it's so like, you know, if you're dating someone, they like flowers, you know what? Like they like what they like and you got to help them out. But men don't like flowers. Okay. I'm saying any man who likes a vagina does not want fucking flowers ever for any reason whatsoever. You ever buy a man flowers, like just immediately go back here that's what you want you're thinking about yourself you stupid bitch um what do men want if so say in this situation you say my boyfriend has been having a stressful time this past week you know what makes me not have a lot of stress a fucking blowjob give your boyfriend a blowjob i guarantee you he'll like it and guess what zero dollars spent as you like pay for a class that trains you on how to do blowjobs which Respect for you if you don't like a, if you had to take a class uh, on that. But uh, no, you definitely, definitely, definitely do not buy him flowers. If your boyfriend's stressed and you buy him flowers, he will get angry because that is the stupidest fucking gift. Men see flowers as weeds. Women see flowers as for something weird. Like women are just weird. Like men enjoy video games. And, like, women will criticize men, like, oh, you bought a skin for your video game character? And then I could be like, well, you put fake nails over your real nails? And, like, you put paint on your face to try to look more attractive than you are, you ugly bitch? Never buy a man flowers. I don't care if he actually wants flowers. Never fucking buy him flowers. All men want a blowjob, except for Josh Casey, who does not like getting his penis touched. And you can find out more in Tracking Desire. Um... 
What's what's the full title? I need to keep that written down. Uh, Track and Desire, A Journey After Swallow-Tailed Kites. So if you want to know why Josh doesn't like getting his penis touched, read that book. Um, so never get a man fucking flowers. Always give a man a blowjob. If you want to make a man feel better, you, you could easily give him a blowjob. Even if, like, you're fighting and he's not going to be happy afterwards, but you still want to make him feel good, give him a blowjob. Blowjobs are the greatest thing that have ever been invented. And I don't know who has decided that, hey, if I put my mouth on this, it'll make you feel better. And so do that shit for the rest of your life. Forever and always. I don't know what song that is. I can't think of it right now. But anyways, how to politely explain to my oblivious friend that she's always ghosted after the first Tinder date because she catfishes people with unrealistic pictures of her without further shattering her confidence. I encourage my friend to make a dating app. I don't think she made the dating app. I think you're probably not an English speaker. She's 25, and she still hasn't had a single kiss in her life. Ooh, that's rough, buddy. It's, it sounds like my friend Sarah's friends. It's not that she didn't want to date. It's just that she doesn't meet new people and is shy in rear opportunities when she does. She's a very talkative and educated person, one-on-one, but in group activities, she's never in the spotlight. People tend to perceive her as that boring, clumsy, shy girl that they've seen a thousand times and is always invited, but they never really talk to her. She can find me can find me about being truly desperate because of the whole dating situation, and I told her to make a dating app to make a profile on a dating app is what I'm assuming they're trying to say. I also told her that she shouldn't expect much from a dating app or stress about it for a million reasons, but to use it to get out of the comfort zone, and if something interesting happens, great. She was actually really thankful for the idea and made Tinder the very moment I suggested her to do so. Then things got crazy. She matched with like 50 guys within two days and started going out dates every day and it's always the same story. They have a really great friendly conversation. She gets her hopes up and then she gets ghosted. I always ask her to see her Tinder account and the problem is that she puts some pictures where she looks significantly hotter on them than in real life and she's 100% not aware of it. I told her to put more pictures and she shut me down immediately that it's better to check out chemistry in person. When I tried to talk to her about the Tinder in general, me in general me that she's just going to more dates in that she doesn't this is horrible doesn't want to talk about since no one even hugged her and it's shattering her self-confidence i really don't know how to approach her to tell her that she's catfishing people since she's oblivious about it i don't want to further ruin her self-confidence um all right so sounds like you're the friend who's not honest completely honest with her because I know, I know we say, I say on the show, some lies are okay and some lies are not okay. And you have to figure out which lies are okay and which lies are not okay. Not okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so, best thing to tell her, um, so, and also, I, I also want to say with, like, dating apps, like, I did, like, some research on it, and I'm just kind of giving up on dating apps altogether. Like, I don't want to meet shitty people online. I want to meet shitty people in real life. That, like, the success rate of actual online dating is very small. Like, it's a very, I think it's less than 1% that you'd actually have success rates 
on a dating app. So if you have been successful on a dating app, I'd love to hear your story. Email the shredcast at gmail.com. Um, but also, yeah, like the success rate. So really, if we could all just get on board with dating apps, that the idea is with dating apps, like we're just trying to fucking leave. We're just, it's just one night stands. If we can all just get on board with that on dating apps. Like we just make sure all dating apps, unless like you want to be like hinge is for relationships, but every other dating app is for hookups. We just need to all fucking come to common ground on that shit because that's, that's the case with that. Um, oh uh, yeah. You should just find a friend that's honest with her and make her tell, make that friend tell her that. And like, well, the reason why you're not working on dates is because your fucking photos are Photoshop and they're like, oh, you're uglier in person. So, uh, I guess you're going to have to tell them that. Um, because guys, because I think girls are, I, don't, I can't really fully explain how girls go through dating apps, but guys, when we go through dating apps, we look at them like, are you fat? And if you're fat, we're probably not going to swipe on that. Um, yeah, but it's different for everyone, you know? Um, I've, yeah, I've kind of come to figure out that dating apps are just for, uh, lonely, ugly people and I'm not ugly. So I should not be on dating apps. I should meet people in real life, but, uh, COVID has been weird on all of us folks. And, uh, if you want to know how I'm breaking down, make sure you subscribe to this show because that's how we track it fully in regards to that show. Just tell her that she shouldn't use fake photos on the internet and, uh, the whole world will be a lot better because of it. All right, next up I have um, my boyfriend told his friends about the role play we did in bed. All right. This one's going to sound good. I'm furious with my boyfriend because of this. Because I persuaded him into doing a Scooby-Doo role play in bed a few weeks ago. Not, nothing weird. <laughs> I was Daphne and he was Fred. We were pretending that we were solving a mystery, but all the clues were in intimate areas. <laughs> if you know what I mean, it was fun, but my boyfriend thought it'd be a good idea to tell his group of friends about it. And now every time they see me, they call me Daphne. <laughs> says nothing when they say it because he thinks it's funny i told him that it was super disrespectful to tell his friends private details of our sex life but he thinks i'm being dramatic and i need to lighten up how do we get my boyfriend to see that when he did what he did was wrong and tell his friends stop making jokes about it oh my fucking god hey daphne how's it going to find that uh solve that fucking mystery Who's in this vagina the whole time? Old man Wilkerson. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, l- listen up, bitch. Uh, you're the one who's the problem. You just need to laugh about this. You know, if you have a good time, look, I, I tell people this all the time. Don't be trying to hide your life from people, okay? Anything you have to hide is just going to come back to haunt you, so... Get in front of this, just laugh about it, and be like, yeah, we had a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, he ate my pussy. Yeah, boy. Oh, my fucking God, that's funny. You just need to realize it's pretty fucking funny, too. Just stop being so stingy. 
I wish I had the soundboard to work now, but it does not working right now. Long story um, that I don't want to get into. But <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> my boyfriend says, uh, my boyfriend thought it'd be a good idea to always pretend that we were solving a mystery, but all the clues were in intimate areas. <laughs> you know, what's, what's under here? Jesus, okay, bitch, you're just being too overdramatic about it. It's, like I said, sex isn't a big deal. It's not like he's describing her nipples or whatever. Or like, yeah, her vagina has this weird smell to it. I don't really like it a lot. Like, it's nothing like that. It's just role play, bitch. It's funny. Just realize it's funny and get over it. So stop being overdramatic and enjoy what's funny. Okay. Next up, I, I don't know how I'm going to fucking deal with that. Friend keeps setting, trying to set me up with weirdos. My friend keeps trying to set me up with her boyfriend of two weeks best friend. I just got out of a bad relationship. I told her for a while I want to be single for at least a few months. She keeps sending his best friend's picture to me. I told her I'm not attracted to the friend, nor am I ready to date. I said I'll meet him because I'm not opposed to making new friends. Instead of communicating that to him, she told me to take it slow with me. The guy was extremely pushy and possessive. I hung out in a group. He pulled me aside and asked why I was talking to other guys. I said, listen, I'm not obligated to anyone, and I'm allowed to talk to who I want. He confronted my friends on my behavior, too, and asked me on a date. I said, no, I want to be alone, and it's nothing personal to him. He told me, but it's me. How's Tuesday? I told my friends about this, and she was like, oh, he was drinking then, she asked what I would do if he kissed me if I wanted to go on a double date. I told her, not, he's not my type. No, I want to be single. Even after all this, she still kept pushing. I ended up flipping out on them both because she, they totally respect, they don't respect the word no or my boundaries. I told the guy that he's not my type. And to leave me alone. How do I communicate better? Does she sound like a bad friend? All right. So, all you know, I'm I'm single. I meet a lot of women. Talking to a lot of women. Do I'm just I'm just this is the type of guy you're getting. Which the sound board was working. I feel like that'd be a lot better. Um, but if a friend's, I'm mean, like I talk about a friend. Hey, can I see a picture of a friend? Let me see your friend real quick. Let me see if like it. And if they want to send me off that friend, I'm like they gotta. They gotta pass the visual test. I have 20-20 vision. I have glasses for blue light, and I try not to wear them that often. But uh, no, you gotta you gotta see a picture before you commit to anything. And uh, women are like, we can be friends with guys. I'm like, guys want to fuck, bitch. Guys want to fuck. And so, if you're gonna do anything with a guy, do not be like, let's just be friends. I'm like, no, we're we're gonna fuck, or we're not gonna be anything. We're just gonna hang out in groups and do shit like that we're gonna hang out in groups and then eventually but yeah it doesn't sound like he's your type and uh, so just be honest with your friend hey can you set me up with people who aren't ugly as fuck and i'm not attracted to and makes my pussy dry you want to just say that why don't you just be fucking honest with your friend they're your friends you can be honest with your friends nothing wrong with being honest with your friends okay folks you can be as you can be as honest as you want with your friends and that's the best part about life is you know, friends. Mike attacks me today, and he's like, I've always been big guy. I'm like, hey, man, are you trying to put yourself down? Because 
that's my job. I'm the one who puts you down. Not you. It's me. So in the words of Pulitzer Prize winner Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble, Micah, because uh, hashtag pray for Micah. I have to like do all my impressions tonight on uh, the the world we're in today. But uh, but yeah, no. So uh, tell her that like, hey, can I see this guy and see if I'm actually like attracted to them or they're my type before you decide to match me up with this fucking weirdo? Okay, can we just do that? Okay. All right, next question, folks. Let's see what the next one we have. This was a weird fucking question. Boyfriend never asks for news, but I send them anyway. Should I stop? All right, let me just read it before I make a judgment from the title alone. So my boyfriend has never explicitly asked for news, but recently I left to be with my family for the holidays for about a month and started sending him some when I missed him. I find it really funny to send him sexy photos slash videos of myself. He always seems to appreciate them, but he never really sends anything back. Hell, just say something like, damn, you're sexy. He also never asked for them. I just send them when I'm feeling horny and he's not around. I wonder if maybe I should stop sending them like maybe he doesn't like them. I want to ask, but I'm a bit scared for my self-esteem. Steam. Steam. Self-esteem. Self-esteem. Anyone have a partner like this to send unrequested nudes? How do you feel about it? I try to keep them tasteful, of course. (laughs) Ha ha. So there's a lot of things you could do with this. A lot of ways I could answer this question. Um, First question. um, I would just be honest with this guy. Your boy, your man, your man toy. Uh, be like, hey, do you like these photos I send to you? And uh, first ask, just ask him, do you like these photos? And like, if he actually likes them, I feel like he can keep sending them. Um, I feel like he's a respectful guy. What the fuck did I just say? Respectful guy who doesn't ask for news because a real schwoke lord would never ask for nudes. They receive nudes the way you're sending them, which means you have a ride or die bitch out now on Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon, YouTube, wherever you're getting your music from. So, um, so yeah, you're ride or die. You got a ride or die there. Um, obviously, he's probably doesn't know how to. Honestly, I've sent, I've been, I've been sent nudes before because I am the coolest guy you've probably ever met. And uh, there's no good way to fucking respond to those and sound normal. It's like, damn, you're sex so sexy. Um, yeah, it's going to sound like a simp, a fucking simp, which ladies don't like simps. Um, but nevertheless, he persisted. Um, all I would say is ask him if uh, he and if he likes it when you send him it. Just ask him that simple question. Um, and responded the answer. Uh, he never sends anything back. Um, do you want fucking dick pics from your boyfriend? Do you want actual dick pics from him? Because in my research, no woman wants a dick pic. That's why I am proud to say I've never sent a dick pic to any woman out there. And if you don't believe me, um, search the internet. Try to find something, bitch. Because I've never sent a dick pic to anyone. I have this thing called Christian guilt where I don't save nudes of women and I don't send my dick in photos on the internet. Boom. So 
was a weird song for me to go through. But no, um, just ask him, do you enjoy the nudes? And if he doesn't, don't send him anymore. Be stingy. Be stingy. If he doesn't enjoy them, um, keep sending them. Um, don't expect fucking responses because that's going to turn you fucking off. Okay? Just uh, stop the guy you're getting. Okay, so how many more fucking questions? One, two, three, four. Okay, four. Most of them are pretty small. Uh, okay. Here we go, folks. This one's a this one's a fun one. Hello. Oh, sorry. I should probably read the fucking title first. Um, my girlfriend said she's tired of being the man in the relationship because I was wearing eyeliner. Hello. So I'm a male who genuinely just likes to explore things. I'm really open to many things, including occasionally wearing some form of makeup. I usually keep it pretty soft because I'm nervous of what people say, whether that be painting my nails or having a bit of eyeliner on my bottom eyelids. I've been dating my girlfriend for eight months with honestly no problem other than the occasional fight. I've known for a while that this type of stuff isn't what gets her going. But I didn't realize how bad until last night. Last night, my girlfriend was upset and crying, so I offered to FaceTime her so I could try and comfort her. She said yes, but then I hesitated and said, I'm wearing eyeliner, and that's not your thing, so don't want to FaceTime. She insists that we do, so I agree. And the first thing she says is, you're right, I don't like it. And I was just so hurt that I went out of my way to comfort her and she has to turn around and insult me. But it gets worse when she says, I'm sick of being the man in the relationship. And that really, really hurt me because it's not even true. I am the man in the relationship. This man just likes to put on eyeliner occasionally, but the conversation continues and I try to compromise thinking that just talking about it bothers her. So I decide to offer that we don't address it anymore and we just let me do my thing and I won't do it anymore, do it around her. And she tells me that even though, even the thought of me doing it bothers her because other people can see that I'm doing the doing and that reflects poorly on her. And I'm just so hurt because I literally... Because literally every other aspect of our relationship is perfect. She just can't accept how there are things that I enjoy that are considered feminine. And I have no idea where to go from here. I really need y'all's advice. What bothers me is she is obsessed with Harry Styles for how feminine, feminine he is, but yet I can't do it. Okay, so here's the thing. Well, let's just go with the Harry Styles thing first. I don't think women actually are sexually attracted to Harry Styles wearing a dress. They're trying to be fake woke. And being fake woke comes with a lot of consequences. The reason why, if, if you kind of like go into anything, really, let's think about a gay man. Um, uh, if you're gay and you're a man, you're attracted to men. You're not attracted to men who are feminine. You are attracted to men you were attracted to the male body like i'm pretty sure if if you ask any gay man if you could pick any man in the world to have sex with who would you have sex with they're not picking another gay man i can tell you fucking that um that's the thing women are trying to be this whole like fake woke 
I'm not I'm not dissing Harry Styles in this idea that Harry Styles can't wear a dress. Harry Styles can do whatever the fuck he wants. I don't give a fuck about Harry Styles. This idea that women think it's hot that he's wearing a dress is just fake woke. Because if their boyfriends wore a dress, they're not going to be attracted to him. So, because women are, women are fucking stupid. I sound like an insult right now, but no, I'm the king of the Sims. But nevertheless, it doesn't sound like you're emo when you're wearing eyeliner. So, that's out of my league of like, eh, that's not a problem wearing eyeliner. <laughs> um, this, no, I just think the idea, if she's talking about Harry Styles being feminine, but she doesn't like you doing that shit too. Try to figure her out. Just kind of just kind of test the water. I would say, so why is it that when Harry Styles does this feminine shit, you think it's cool and hot, but when I do it, there's a problem. And then you're going to realize she just thinks it's cool that Harry Styles does it. She doesn't actually think it's hot. She doesn't make her pussy wet. She doesn't make her feel anything. She's fake woke, folks. Being into Harry Styles wearing a dress is fake woke. And if you say, if women out there listening to the show, you think it's hot that Harry Styles is wearing a dress, but you are 100% straight, you're probably fake woke. And you need to stop that fucking shit right now. Because there's guys out there who are actually probably slightly feminine that you diss and you do this shit too. And it's not funny anymore. So, if you're not actually attracted to Harry Styles wearing a dress, don't be acting like it's woke. Just stop being fucking fake woke, people. Be, you're either actual woke or schwoke, or you're not woke. So, just stop with that fucking shit. That's the fucking shit that's fucking ruining this fucking society right now. On the left side, we all know what's ruining the right side. But the left side, it's this whole idea of being fake woke. It's like, you know, Harry Styles can wear a dress and he's still sexy. And, like, you're not going to fuck Harry Styles in a dress, you fucking bitch. All right. I could go on for hours about that shit, but I won't. Let's move on. A lot of short questions here. How are single people so good at giving relationship advice? I've seen people asking relationship advice to single people, and why does their advice always work? Probably because we're outside of your fucking relationship, and we can see uh, we don't have feelings involved in that shit. And also, um, probably the reason why we're single is because we're super fucking stingy to um, whatever the fuck's going on in your life because feelings are involved, and feelings are involved in our lives. And we have, single people typically have higher standards than people in relationships. And people in happy relationships are, probably don't have a lot of high standards. Good for them. Good for them. So uh, don't be stingy. Um, that's the reason why that uh, we're better than you. And we'll always be better than you. Until I meet someone and they're going to be the best person in my life. So go fuck yourself. All right. Found out my husband pays for OnlyFans and a woman we both know in real life. Okay. Married two years, been together 11 years. We were happy, I guess, until he forgot to hide payments for OnlyFans. Found out he paid to see pictures of a girl he knows in real life. I don't know what to feel about that. It's messed up. So here's the thing with OnlyFans, and especially in this situation where he knows her in real life. Uh, he's probably just curious about what she looks like nude. Which every man is like, 
I would say that every female I know in my life, I would very much like to know what they look like naked. And it doesn't lower any respect I have for them. It's more just curiosity, to be honest. Uh, I'm just more curious about what they look like naked. Um, how much did it cost? Um, figure out how much it cost, how much he paid on this chick's OnlyFans account, because you can leave tips and get extra shit. Unless you just want to look at the main general profile. Um, well, it's a little thing. Like, you shouldn't be going into bankruptcy for just looking at this woman's nudes. But uh, I would say he's mostly just curious, and uh, you should probably just forget about it because he's probably just just curious because if we had access to every woman's nudes, we'd all pay a monthly fee to look at them. That's the way it is. All right. Well, looks like we're on to the last question, and I definitely saved the last, best one for last. Uh, I thought my boyfriend had a fart fetish, and now things are awkward. Oh boy, okay. So I began when we first started dating and I felt uncomfortable using the toilet at his place or passing gas near him because I was self-conscious of the sound and smell. He is an extremely laid back person, but these things and wanted uh, about these things and wanted us to be comfortable around each other. He passed gas loudly so that I would not feel embarrassed if I did the same. He began complimenting me if I had a particularly loud or smelly fart, and these compliments escalated over time and became more comical slash theatrical. Some examples of this behavior include sniffing loudly if he smelled my fart and exclaiming, Ooh, boy, my farty girl. This girl knows how to fart. Hot doggy dog. And similar things, he will also put his face between my ass cheeks if he can hear gas moving in my intestines, wanting for the fart to drop and then exclaim enthusiastically when it arrives. If we're chilling next to each other and I fart, he will sometimes place his hand on my ass cheeks, opening and closing them while saying, stand clear of the closing ass, please. Like the stand clear of the closing doors, please. You hear on the speakers on the subway, sometimes when I fart, he will cup his hands and move fart from my ass and into his face like if he was drinking from a spring. At least once a week, he will push on my stomach and make farting sounds with his mouth like I'm a human whoopee cushion. I thought all these things were funny or embarrassing in a lighthearted way. He had said previously that he doesn't have a fart fetish and that he mainly enjoys my exasperation and mild embarrassment. He enjoys doing strange but innocuous things for the shock value. Like between taking proper bites of a banana, he eats the string bit and calls it a palate cleanser while keeping eye contact and waiting for my reaction. I am not thought too much about it until last night when he was brushing his teeth and I was peeing and had a little toot. He probably kneels before me, spreads my thighs, plunges his head into the toilet bowel and sniffs deeply. This mean this made me stop and can reconsider everything. Would anyone go that far for the sake of a joke? Could it be that he actually had a fart fetish? but was too embarrassed to admit it, and his only way to indulge was through these jokes. I tried to ask him delicately, all the while reassuring him that I loved him and wanted to spend my life with him. 
He was very taken aback and seemed to be insulted that I couldn't possibly believe he had a genuine fetish. He said that the joke had gone too far and that he couldn't keep doing the things he has been doing if it led to me thinking he was being serious. Now things feel a little off or tense between us, and I wish I could go back to the carefree days before I asked him if he has a farfetch. How can we navigate this situation? Um, I don't know what the fuck I just read. Um, um, I'm gonna make a wild guess and say he just took a joke way too far. Um, in my mind, I don't expect anyone I date to hold in their farts for me because I don't want to fold in my farts for them, to be honest with you. Um, only thing. I'm taking it back from this, folks. I don't. I don't know what the fuck to, to say. I don't think he has a fart fetish. I just think he probably took a joke way too far, and uh, it's probably the only thing we can do here, folks. So uh, that's all I can say. So, uh, so I'm going to end this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cancel Schweezy. Uh, any questions, comments, concerned? Uh, the Schwedcast at gmail.com is the best place to email those. Uh, my EP Rider Die Out now on all the streaming platforms. Go listen to it and like like them, save them, do whatever. Help me up on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the Schweezy, and uh, Patreon too. I don't know how to end this episode, so I'm just going to say goodbye, everyone. So, uh, bye, Felicia. Pray for Micah. Hey, you. You just finished a full episode of the Schwedcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Schwedcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.